and welcome back to the refined aid podcast i am your host Sandra cj and today we are continuing our analysis of the netflix dating series love is blind we're going to be touching on episode three and four today let's get right into it and start by talking about giannina and damien's proposal i mean like damien proposing was cute nice emotional you know sentient all of that and then Janina is like, Damien, you're my equal. And then she like gets on her knee and proposes to him. I just thought like, why? <laughs> I didn't get the thought process behind that. Like, yeah, you're equals. But, you know, we're equally, as men and women, men and women, we are equally valued. But we have different roles to play. And I believe it is the man's role to pursue a woman and to propose. And all the woman has to do has to say when she's being pursued to say no I don't want or yes I do and the same for the proposing I just found it a bit odd but anyhow let's talk about Barnett Barnett said he's scared of vulnerability and scared if like of hurting other people breaking other people's heart and I mentioned this in um in the previous episode like i just why is barnett so sure he's going to hurt someone like it just makes me wonder like i know okay he has three men interested in him so naturally now if at this juncture like he he was so afraid to hurt someone that he's actually going to hurt two people now <laughs> because he couldn't make his mind up between the three women he's like i'm scared i don't know what to do i don't want to hurt anyone <sighs> it didn't mind how the things that you don't want are actually the things that you end up um making sure that they happen it's crazy and elsie i felt so sorry for elsie when she was like why are guys never sure of me i'm always sure of them why are guys never sure of me and it just makes me wonder like does she choose before being chosen like is she like my old self which i've mentioned in previous episodes as well that i would choose a guy first before they chose me like i would like say a guy would show interest in me yeah cool 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 I show interest back cool but like I really laid on thick on them I really like them I'm into it I'm the one driving the relationship forward I'm so sure of them like I'm I'm treat I start treating them like they're my only world like wow that was not correct English I start treating them like they are my whole world whereas they are still treating me like I'm only an option so in that sense I have chosen the guy before he chose me and so if you choose a guy and you're laying it on thick and you're pursuing the thing and you're really being passionate and giving them everything when they're not yet on that level you it becomes too much for them they become overwhelmed and it becomes easier for them to to draw not draw to distance themselves from you and when lc says why are guys never sure of me I believe that she chooses before being chosen. That's another thing to look out for. I haven't mentioned it in the previous episode between Jess and Mark. Um, that Mark, like Mark chose Jess. No, Jess chose Barnett when Barnett did not even choose her. Barnett was leading her on, but he hasn't definitely said for sure, for real, for real. I want you, Jess. And then she chose him and closed off on Mark before Barnett even chose her and then it ended up in a heartbreak so always evaluate the way you're dating how the guy is feeling you don't give more than you're being given especially in the early stages of a, of a relationship specifically not obviously when you're in a relationship you have to give when you're married you have to give that's the foundation of marriage and relationships but when you're just dating somebody when you're just getting to know them when it's not quite clear yet the path that you guys are on give the same energy that the person gives you don't give your all only for them to give you nothing or give your all only for them to give you, you know, half of the energy. Then you find yourself being like, Elsie, you're crying. 
why are guys never sure of me you get sure before they get sure and even if you are sure before they get sure that's okay but make sure that whatever the effort that you're putting into the relationship does not outweigh what the guy is putting into the relationship because i always feel that when women put more work and effort and love and passion into a relationship and the man is not matching that energy that relationship is doomed to fail or at least is on the path to failing if the man doesn't fix up or if the woman doesn't uh, retreat that energy and love and passion and all of that let's talk about diamond diamond and carlton oh carlton 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 so this is when they were in mexico yeah this is the mexico situation i forgot what what did carlton say i forgot what he said but he said something just so silly and like what like what like why did you say that that was just like mm. and then diamond says ha huh, the things you say carlton and then carlton says i tend to say whatever comes to my mind and then diamond says that's beautiful i like that about you no 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 i was like girl run red flag red 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 the biggest red flag you have ever ever seen you need a man who who knows how to control his tongue sha if if your man always speaks his mind all the time without even thinking a person who cannot control their tongue a person who cannot who cannot think before they speak they are a dangerous person because let's not forget words are a weapon you can use the words to destroy somebody and words they stay in people's minds forever like you like somebody could have told you you're ugly at five years old and that word has stayed in your mind forever that now you're 45 and you still believe you're ugly words are truly a weapon to build or to destroy you choose what you use your words for and there's times when you feel like destroying someone there's times when you feel like offending someone there's times when you know you just think certain stuff that do not need to be said out loud they don't help anyone if they're said out loud yet you're gonna have marry a man like nah fam i don't understand why she thought that was beautiful there is a difference between being open being honest being transparent about how you feel about what you're thinking versus i just say whatever comes to my mind nah 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 i i was so shook that she was like that's one of the things i love about you i was like red flag diamond run if you can't control his tongue people that don't know how to control their foul words foul foul can i speak today oh my gosh foul words come out easily out of their mouth insulting words come out easily out of their mouth words that will destroy you and belittle you and make you feel like you're nothing come out easily out of their mouth don't ever be with a guy that do not know how to control his tongue that is dangerous and that entire argument that entire teeth that they had i think diamond actually handled it quite well because she ended up walking away she was like i don't know what you're trying to start he was just being possessive and controlling and stupid and just starting an argument for no good reason and this is the thing yeah i believe carlton feels feels undeserving of diamond I said earlier, Carlton has some inadequacy issues. He's craving acceptance so much, but he's used to people rejecting him. He's so comfortable in his inadequacy that he doesn't believe that he deserves anything good. And let me tell you, Diamond is a good woman. She's a mature, classy woman who carries her well. I stand for Diamond. I love that girl. That girl, that woman, rather, should I say. Carlton doesn't feel that he is deserving of a woman as great as she is. And that's why he moves mad 
trying to start an argument for no reason it's because it's too good to be true and this is the thing he is so mad at the people that have hurt him but he doesn't realize that now at this point he's the one who's causing this dysfunction in his life he's choosing to keep acting like a reject when you can choose to say i rebuff that reject i found a woman that wants me trusts me is safe with me and i trust her and i like her and i love her and it's going well i'm gonna change my reject mindset to actually be somebody that is caring and loving and who will take whatever good comes to him but no instead He's going to get rejected because of the way he's acting. Diamond will end up rejecting him. And he, the thing is, he's afraid of the rejection, actually. But the rejection is on his way. It's on its way. But it's only on its way because he's moving mad towards Diamond. Being all disrespectful and everything. Like, this is what I meant. Like, he did not come here for love. Because he starts talk, she, he started talking to Diamond as if he was you Hefner. You know, like, in the previous episode, I spoke about how he said in his, when you were in his youth, he wanted to, he was living the you Hefner style. Pick the best out of the litter, referring to women as litter. And he he was talking to diamond as if she is litter and i'm like you cannot come on a dating show on a very serious dating show like is love love is blind that le- that is all based on people getting engaged and married and le- and actually being serious about this you cannot come with a you have no mindset to that type of thing but hey carlton we move now let's talk about mark mark is passionate and because of his passion, he's giving his all to Jess. And I hate that as soon as they got back together, as soon as Jess came back crying like, babe, babe, I'm sorry. After Barnett chose Amber, then Jess ran back to Mark. Now Mark is all like making all the effort with her and everything. And I was like, no, Mark, no, no, no. She treated you like you were an option. She only came back to you because Barnett rejected her. At this moment in time, she needs to be the one who needs to be working hard to show you that she is deserving of you. She is deserving of the good man that you are. She is deserving of your love because she left you. And now she's come back and you're already treating her like the most amazing special girl and everything. And I feel for Mark because he's such a passionate person. He got so happy like I got my girl back and everything. And it's like, nah, she's not deserving of him at this point. That's, and all of us girls do this as well. Like, we let a guy go or the guy breaks up with us. They'll ask for us back. We don't even make them work for it. A lot of us girls do this. We're like, yes, I love him. Yes, I just take him back. Well, no, have you actually taken the time to really set, like research him, analyze him, study him, talk to him and, and see if he's grown and changed during your time apart? Because if you're just going to take him back because of the feelings and passion you feel for him, you're just going to be disappointed. Because your feelings did not make him change. And if he hasn't changed, he's just going to be the same old guy that you first broke up with, which means that your relationship is bound to be over again for a second, third, fourth time. If you're ever going to get back with someone who treated you like an option or just in general, if you're going to get back with exes, we need to make sure that we are sure that they have changed, they have grown. And whatever reason we broke up, whatever made us break up to begin with will not be the thing that makes us break up again should we ever break up but mark went all in giving it he should have retreated not giving it his all he should have retreated and made just work hard like yo you left me for somebody else my gosh mark 
so does not rate himself and i'm so so disappointed because he's failing to see what is in front of his eyes that jess girl is not into him anyhow we move and i'm gonna keep saying that because <laughs> honestly like sometimes you just have to let people just make their own choices in it and just say hey we move you made that decision but we move it's not like i can do anything about it so we move let's move on to episode four now in this episode honestly jess is just worried way too much about the age gap like if you've been dating 34 plus year old men and you still haven't gotten what you wanted, maybe it's time to try something different. After all, you were on this Netflix dating show, which is completely different to how you would date in the normal world, in the real world. So why not just go all out and do something completely different within the experiment? Because whatever you've been doing has not been working. What's the point of crying about this age gap, age gap when the older men do not even provide you with what you need? But here's this 24-year-old guy who is who has shown up like a man and is saying, hey, I don't mind about the age gap. I think it's good. I think our connection is deep and great enough and secure enough to to not be overcome by this age gap thing, by this age gap issue. But she just turned it into an issue. And at this point, honestly, I am doubt, doubtful that she's actually physically attracted to Mark. I feel like she's just trying to convince herself that she really likes him for real, for real. When deep down she doesn't, her heart is to with Barnett, to be honest, like... I just feel so sorry for Mark and I just wish she were honest enough and brave enough to to just be honest. Like Mark has been completely honest from the get-go but but Jess, Jess, ah, Jess, 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 I am giving this woman a very very strong side eye because I do not like her right now and Mark I wish he would just wake up and not to be with this woman but hey it be what it be it is what it is let's talk about Carlton <sighs> that deep sigh man is because Carlton is doing this to me Carlton is a great great self-sabotage I already mentioned this earlier but episode four just proved my point to AT he is a great sabotager so he finally tells Diamond that you know he is fluid in his sexuality he's been with both men and women this is something that he was scared to tell her because he felt like as soon as she knows the truth i won't be desirable in her eyes anymore and this is how i know that he does not accept himself for who he is he doesn't because the fact that he can't fully present himself and say i am carlton I am sexually fluid. This is all what I'm about. Do you uh, earlier on in the pods when her, him, and Diamond were still talking, he should have had that conversation, but he was too scared of the rejection that he decided to omit that information. And that's how you know he hasn't truly accepted himself. Because when you've accepted yourself for who you are, you carry yourself like a queen, like a king, and it doesn't even matter to you that people will reject you. Yeah, sure, it will hurt that certain people will reject you, but at the end of the day, like it's okay. You know that you will be okay. You're not going to omit certain details about yourself because you're afraid of being rejected. But Carton does not rate himself. He does not he has not fully accepted his sexuality. That's why he finds it hard to just lay it all on the table. And then he and then he says to Diamond, like, let's sleep on it, we'll talk tomorrow. So they sleep on it, and then Diamond is all like, yo, not happy about it, kind of feeling betrayed because it's like, hey, I thought we were the whole point of us dating in the pause was to be open and honest, vulnerable. We give each other all the information that the other person needs, so we make sure that we're making the right decision by choosing each other. 
Diamond wanted to actually have a mature conversation about his sexuality, but all he did was shut her down, insult her, and pick a fight. And he starts screaming, "I've been honest! I've been honest! Would you rather me lie?" And it's like, boy, <laughs> you actually haven't been honest. Like, how can he start attacking her, saying, "Would you rather me lie?" But the point is, you already lied. You've been lying. Somehow he feels like he should get a trophy or a golden star because he's now finally being honest after the lady has already formed an attachment to you and already decided she wants to commit to you. Oh my gosh. Like somehow he's missing the point that he wasn't honest in the very beginning. And that is why Diamond is annoyed. That's why she's angry. That's why she's frustrated. It just became a self-fulfilling prophecy. He was so scared, like I mentioned earlier, he was so scared to be rejected that he's pushing this woman away, which I can see Diamond, as much as she would struggle, she was struggling with this fluid sexuality thing, I can see her genuinely wanting to put an effort into making this relationship work, into loving him, into being the woman that he needs, the woman that he wants. She just needed to have a conversation to just really understand what Carlton has been through and why he hid it and where, how can we move forward now? But Carlton was not having it. In a moment where somebody was willing to embrace him, sexuality and all. In a moment where somebody was willing to listen to him, sexuality and all. In a moment where somebody was willing to love him, sexuality and all. What did he do? He picked a fight, insulted the lady, even brought her wig into this. And I was like, what? Wow. And then he also said something interesting. He said to to Diamond, I'm not the dude that you saw at the pool where that con I'm not oh pardon. Um sorry, I'm just trying to read my notes and I'm getting confused here. Okay, I've got it. So Carlton says, I'm not the dude that you saw at the pool. And that's where they were having this conversation at the pool. So I'm not the guy that you saw at the pool, but the guy who you fell in love with at the in the pods. So essentially, he's saying to me that the Carlton in the pods, when they first started dating, is different to the Carlton she saw at the pool. The Carlton in the pool was the one who was insulting her, saying, I've been honest, being all mean and judging and not listening to her. And I say this in episode one, that I believe that Carlton has had some identity crisis of some sort and his sexuality may be a part of that identity crisis. Because if you are, if you say I'm not this person, but I am that person, but you've presented me with both those people, but you're rejecting one of the other people, then it just tells me that you don't actually know who you are because the guy that diamond fell in love with in the pause was very nice, respectful, funny, they seemed to get along well, like how he was with diamond in the pool kind of made me like him soften up a little bit towards him but then they go to mexico they're by the pool then this conversation happens and i'm like oh oh yeah identity crisis for real the fact that he's like diamond i'm this person not that person i don't know where that person came from sorry please forgive me i'm not that person nah fam in fact he didn't even ask for forgiveness but hey identity crisis at its finest when you have an identity crisis it's very hard to to in love and to be loved because you don't even know who you are you don't if you don't know who you are then how do you even know what you deserve and then <laughs> i laughed so hard at this i laughed so hard so they decided to go their way they decided to separate uh diamond and carlton which made me really sad but i was so happy for diamond i was like you are a queen you did not tolerate 
this nonsensical, nonsensical of a man, you saw that he was not treating you well. You saw you, that he regarded you as though you were litter. He talked to you as though you were litter. And you said, hey, I'm a... She was like, my mama did not name me Diamond for no reason. I am a Diamond. And I was like, yes, girl, you are. And then she walked out and left him. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then so Carlton goes, I feel like our hearts got overshadowed by assumption, defense, and pride. And the funniest thing is he is talking about this like in fair basically insinuating that it is diamond's assumptions diamond's defense and diamond's pride that ended this relationship and it's like homeboy you assumed that diamond was going to reject you based on your sexuality and then when you assumed that you automatically went into defense mode she wasn't calling you out on your sexuality or coming against your sexuality she was coming at you about how you've gone things by omitting this sexuality information but because you assumed she was going to reject you, you were then on the defensive side and then your pride kicked in. Then you started insulting her and belittling her. Again, going back to a man that cannot control his tongue. That's why it was so easy for him to spew the insults. And back in episode one, like in, um, in the previous episode, which I talked about episode one of Love is Blind. And I said, and he said he was living the you have a lifestyle, um, you know, pick the best of the litter. And I, I said from day, like, this guy does not respect women. You're now like, I think he's like 34. You're now a 34 year old man. And you still use the word litter to, to describe women. You do not respect women. And it's so clear about the way that he treated and spoke to Diamond that he did not respect her. Though she respected him and she would have given him everything. It's a shame that that relationship ended, but I'm so, so happy that it ended. Whenever you don't believe that you actually deserve something good, then you'll make sure that all you ever get is bad stuff. You'll make sure that you choose trash men. And sometimes it's not even on a conscious level, it's subconscious. So when you date, when you look at your relationships, when you look at the guys you choose, maybe start by asking yourself, what do I actually believe I deserve? And be real and be honest. And some of those answers you may not want to admit to yourself, but it's so important because if you never admit to those answers, you're going to keep choosing the wrong men and you're going to keep screaming, men are trash, men are trash, men are trash. When the point, when the case is you self-sabotage, you self-sabotage by choosing the men that you know are bad for you, but hey-ho. Or when you actually find a good man, you don't know how to receive that goodness. So you just keep on self-sabotaging and you never get your happy ending. Happy ending. So if you, so even though Carlton, it was this very, initially I, did, I strongly disliked Carlton. I was like rude, trash, disrespectful. That kind of a man is like that. Like I was really coming at him with so much vim and so much energy. But after really analyzing him, I pity him. I truly pity the man that is Carlton because he does not realize he is the reason he's so unhappy. He is the reason that there's so much dysfunction in his life. He is the reason that there is no love in his life. And it's a shame that he doesn't even see it. He can't even admit to it. He's not self-aware. How can you change what you don't know? How can you change what you won't admit and say out loud? You can only change what you know. You can only change what you're willing to change. And Carter doesn't even see that he needs to change. And so I pity him that he's 34 now. And how long is he going to keep going? Is he going to be 44, 54 with the same kind of mentality? Guys, it's very, very important that we heal from any rejection we've ever faced. It's important that we heal from any pain, um, any torture, 
we've ever faced. Otherwise, we'll be 44, 34, 64, still living like a carton, believing that the world is bad, the world is against us, nobody will ever love me, nobody will ever accept me. Yet there are people genuinely wanting to love you and embrace you and accept you, but you won't let them because of self-sabotage. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Next episode, we'll be covering episode five and six of Love is Blind. So make sure you stay tuned in. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.